and welcome to the Please Rewind Christmas Special. This is the podcast where we review classic films chosen by you. And it's hosted by Steve Duncan, me, Jeremy Dove. So let's get to it. Here's Steve. Merry Christmas, Steve. Bah humbug, Jer. Oh, what? 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 Oh, God. It's the war on Christmas. Did, did they get you? Did they get you? I'm not falling for all their woke bullshit. No. Oh, come on. Steve. Um, listen. Um, the woke mind virus didn't uh, get you. It, it, I mean, certainly the weather doesn't make it feel like Christmas. Oh, um, it's raining but, right now at this second. Outside. Yeah, it's yeah. it's shockingly void of anything wintry. Um, um, yeah, and I'm just tired. It's uh, Christmas is is, is shitty because it's, it's a shitty time of calendar year, right? Because it's the sure. end of the year, and you're fucking yep. tired. We're all tired. Life's yep. hard. You know, it's just even it, even yeah. more so. It just the daylight savings time just kicked in. It just yep. started getting dark early. Yeah, like yeah. a motherfucker, and yeah. and it's always exhausting when that that's happens. right. Yes. Yeah. It. Um, it's yeah it's uh it's just it's it's it just makes a long year feel even longer and then there's all the hoopla with christmas which i've never really been into i mean which I enjoy- nobody can fucking afford and there's all this fucking stress i just did a fundraiser last night and um it went uh, extremely well we actually hit our targets a couple of weeks ago so we, we sponsored a bunch of families for the program up here right we, like we give them a christmas basically so um so I've, congratulations thank job. you yeah i did really well um so, so as someone who's been spending a lot of time in the merchandising market the last month or so, I don't fucking know how anyone can afford this shit. <laughs> it's fucking it's, crazy, man. Toys are expensive. Tell me about it. Yeah. Uh, I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old. Yeah, so you know, yeah. I also have a fucking ton of credit card debt that's destroying my fucking life. Okay, all of Canada does. We're the highest yes. in the world, right? Yes. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. It makes that just makes you normal. Welcome to Canada. Here's your MasterCard. <laughs> oh, yeah. You won't need that PhD. We don't recognize it. Oh, deep cut. Deep political cut there. Here's a here's a, here's a pamphlet about credit counseling and your Capital One MasterCard. Welcome to Canada. Oh, God. Yeah, it's listen. I mean, it's a great country, but it's I mean, listen, it's every it's expensive everywhere. It's just the way we're it fucked. goes. Oh, yeah. As far as inflation goes, like we're in the middle of the pack, right? For the big countries around I'd the world. I'd still rather yeah. live here than anywhere else. I can't think of anywhere else I'd rather live. Perhaps Australia for the climate. And they're pretty they're pretty close to us, right? I mean, as far as uh, uh, they kind of, they got kind of a growing thing there, which I'm I keep an eye on. But uh, mm, as far as team. like as far as Steve. like. I, you let me know if Australia steps out of line, and we'll fucking we'll we'll, we'll be down there. We'll, we'll go. We'll be down there in like they're twelve not the, hours. They're not. I mean, I know we're fooled by them because on in risk, they're a good spot to you know to camp out. But you, you have know, to start yeah. with Australia if yeah, you know yeah. if you know anything about risk at all. Um, I um, as far as like all the things that are like sort of actually important in life, yeah, like probably Finland or something like that, right? It's progressive. They have a lot of good policies there. Oh, sure. And, but yeah, the weather though, right? Yeah, Do they have you, summer in Finland. Well, all? but I, yeah, but still, I think they're. I don't really know their climate that well, but I do know that it gets it gets miserable. In the I, cold. I feel like New Zealand is the jam now. Yeah, well, what's her name? Their their wonderful prime minister retired there, so we'll see who they replace her with. But um, Iceland, if they had summer, but they don't, so fuck it. If they had, um, yeah, I don't know, but Canada's. Uh, 
it's definitely Canada. it's Canada's up there. my jam still it's up there. I, yeah, yeah. I, I still think i don't know I don't, if I it was warm all year i wouldn't even think of leaving it if, if, canada, <laughs> if canada had like a southern tip that yeah was like yeah a couple of degrees warmer yeah i would fucking so be there but yeah, yeah. i probably couldn't afford to be there i need so. the, i need sun more often than we get it that's all but uh yeah. no it's pretty good um what uh so anyways christmas expensive it's insane i don't know how folks can afford jingle it bells, and, and if uh if anyone out there is is privileged and lucky and fortunate enough uh i certainly feel that way where i'm able to help when i can please do so if you can because the put the, the group that i uh, did some stuff for sponsored families for they it's not a great record to break but they broke the record this year over uh over just kids over 500 in the program in this and that's one program in this area that's amazing no that are asking for help that need help that's, that's, awesome. what, that's, that's like awesome. yeah like amazingly sad <laughs> no right? i want to say overwhelming yeah 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 and it's um yeah so like there, there's more so it, this is you know I was doing research and because i was uh, for this event i was doing a lot of radio interviews and stuff and it's across canada um donations are down you know what i mean so um it's, it's tough all over so uh, the need is great but supply is low so it's uh it's a tough time but if you if you can and you're able to help somebody out even if it's just you know a kid down the street you notice maybe doesn't get much you know you don't even have to just th drop a gift on this doorstep or something you know um but yeah it's pretty pricey but christmas of course is a uh it's a big movie time, isn't it, Jaron? Certainly in the history of film. It, it's a big time yeah. for big tent releases. Well, it's, um, it's it's the holiday. The studio's like, this is all year, right? Whether it's July 1st, uh, yeah. any long weekend, for sure. Studios yeah. like to take advantage of that extra day. Yeah. Um, so Christmas, of course, has, has multiple va little vacation it, days. It also seems to be a magic ingredient for films and success. Like, I feel... Like a like so many. Well, it's because of the holidays, love. though. People are going to the movies, right? Yeah, you put the old fucking bird in the oven, bro, and then you got some time to kill, right? You go, you go to the movies. Like I upon like we're gonna talk about Gremlins soon, but yep. upon I, I want to mention upon rewatching it, I I it's been a long time since I watched Gremlins, but like it's an absolutely a Christmas movie. It's a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent a Christmas movie. Well, I we're, I will talk about that cuz remember, you know, we did something a little different like I posted two polls, yeah. right? Traditional non -traditional. We'll talk about I want to do a quick thing about that. But um um yeah, it's it's yeah, it is for sure. I mean, I I think I'm still non-traditional, but um <laughs> yeah. and we'll we'll talk about why. But uh um why I think that anyways. But um well, yeah, this is it's not a traditional Christmas it, movie, but well, but, the, but here's movie. the thing: it also was released in June, so you know, like <laughs> it's not. It's but, uh, yeah, ah, yeah. That, that that's just brilliant for its longevity, right? So, it probably it probably played all the way through. It didn't. Um, it did well, but it didn't play all the way through. But uh, it's sort of not well no i'm gonna you're gonna i'm gonna tell you what i had what it went up against pretty okay. ins pretty insane okay. in 1984 okay. right one of the greatest yeah. years of film history um true, true uh yeah but it did well though it did well but um yeah so it's a good time of year studios like to release big releases because of the time off and people are going to the movies on their days off because it's shitty outside so there's nothing else to do um 
this year probably more streaming than other things but yeah i don't what, what is it aquaman it's not great this year aquaman and uh i don't even know i think aquaman is the big one for sure like far and away the big one so i don't know are we go is that what we're gonna go see um you know what i, I have you seen godzilla minus one yet because i still want to see that. oh we'll, we can go see that i'll go see it again yeah yeah it's good it's um, uh but no, aquaman would be a good one too a double feature maybe I mean, I kind of feel like we have to see Aquaman. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, if, if it's Aquaman, then probably it's Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, that being said, this is the Christmas special. So, yeah, we posted two lists, traditional, non-traditional. Now, this has come up on the message boards, you know, a couple of times, you know, mostly centers on die, the argument around Die Hard. And it's not as clear cut as people think it is. Like, when you go look online, it's probably 50-50. Um, yeah, I know so, there's a lot of people against it. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I personally don't. Now, here, when I say it's not a Christmas movie, I mean like Elf is a Christmas movie, right? Right. The it it's it is Christmas. The theme is Christmas, right? It's got like the the thanks and the the gratitude and the like. You know what I mean? Like the whole thing. Yeah. To me, Die Hard is an action film. Like Elf is a Christmas movie first, a comedy second. Die Hard is an action film first with a Christmas backdrop yeah see what i'm saying so that to me makes it non non non-traditional like um like people make the argument for like fucking eyes wide shut and harry potter (laughs) and right but only because christmas is featured in it uh but it's obviously harry potter is primarily you know i'm totally watching eyes wide shut as a tradition now yeah so i mean it's like that so when you post all those things that's kind of what i was getting at like obviously it's a wonderful life is a christmas movie um scrooged is a christmas movie um the, so the genre is literally christmas right and, and then it with with sub genres whereas like yeah to me gremlins i think is might be the closest one that like could tip either way i think having christmas, watched it again a christmas horror movie i got yeah. non-traditional easily but but anyways, but, I'm with you. I haven't seen it in a very long time. So it was kind of fun to rewatch it. And whoo, is it problematic? But uh, all right. <laughs> Gremlins release date, June 8th, 1984, directed by Joe Dante, which is actually interesting because the whole time I was watching it, I kept thinking this reminds me of it's like Whoville meets the Burbs. And he directed the Burbs. Yeah. And I that didn't even dawn on me till after. So it's very it's very Burbsy yeah. and very Whoville. But um yeah executive produced by steven spielberg and the only reason i bring up the fact that he executive produced it is because like goonies and poltergeist he's i think of this as get, a spielberg film exactly because his fingerprints are all over it oh that's, yeah that's why right same as yeah. goonies same as even though he didn't direct those there mm. he basically did um yes i agree star, starring uh zach galligan 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 um phoebe cates of course hoyt axon uh francis lee mccain Polly holiday dick miller judge reinhold uh who, who i learned was like it's funny when you're watching the movie like what happened to his character and he was just edited out of it uh and cory feldman <laughs> cory feldman and like and basically i think it was his, if it's not his first it's his second movie it's such an iconic 80s cast like all Corey... so i want to talk about the cast in a second here yeah okay, but we'll, we'll get it to it but anyways box office yeah it made 213 million dollars on an 11 million dollar budget huge that's a big right that made a lot of fucking money and actually the 11 and apparently uh spielberg was pissed off about the 11 million dollar budget he thought it should have been less they went over whatever whatever the original one was. it's basically a muppets movie so maybe he's right and he would know i mean that's kind of his thing right but um so it uh it, it was yeah june 8th 
so it 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 was never number one at the box office. It was number two. That's crazy. It was number two because it was it had to go up against. It it came out the same week as Ghostbusters. What? It was still competing with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh. It was competing with Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, which had only been out two weeks. Oh, that's a great movie. It was going up against Beat Street, The Natural, Romancing the Stones, oh. Police Academy. Oh. What? Like God, foot, foot loose, foot loose, and like right. So it it okay, loses. That was the greatest year. That was the greatest. Year. No, it's sick. Yeah, yeah. So like it that loses out. Year. Yeah. So it it gets released. It loses it. The week before was Star Trek Three: The Search for Spot was the number one film, and then it's Ghostbusters for like the next six seven weeks at number one. So it just didn't it just didn't stand a fucking. But it did pretty well considering. I mean, like opening weekend. Uh, it made twenty million, almost twenty one, to Ghostbusters twenty three. So I it was it wasn't stomped like it, it was wasn't. Huge, you know. It was a huge success. It was. It just had a terrible. So it's like you look at that, and you're like, okay, why the fuck didn't they release it over Christmas then? You know why? Because then it would have went up against the Terminator and Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, uh, <laughs> so it's like it's and Dune was Christmas that year. Um. So like, how, how did we even process movies in I that year? Yeah, I don't know. But how it's like we, the intake. So I'm, it's like you're like there, there's no and and that's common through this whole year, obviously. It's so I guess it's not its fault that it came out in one of the greatest years of film history. Um, but despite that, yeah, it still made it made a, it just made a lot of money. Like it, it 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 profited a lot of money. And then imagine. I don't even. I didn't even dig into like the toys. Imagine what it did in toys. It must have been huge in toys. Were but, there a uh, lot of Gremlins toys? I remember, I feel like there was a lot of Gizmos. I remember. I remember Gizmo plushies, and I remember. Yeah. Um. Um. Like rubber stand-up dolls of the bad guy, Stripe. Stripe was the bad guy. Yeah. It should have been. Which like, it should have been Mohawk, right? It should have been Mohawk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I was just gonna say it. You said it first. All right. <laughs> I was I was thinking that when I when I was watching it because first in my head it was Mohawk so yeah. like when I rewatching it and they said Stripe I'm like oh okay anyways yeah um so it probably it, did it probably did some toy money guaranteed and and you know it did a sequel or whatever but um anyways yeah so it it, it made a lot of money with a huge hit um but yeah unfortunately just came out the year when everything else that's great in the world came out so anyways um. I don't know why I did. I I don't know why I didn't know this, or maybe I just forgot it or didn't care enough. But Howie Mandel voiced Gizmo. Didn't know that. I fucking forgot that. I forgot. I must. Uh, maybe I didn't know it, but I was like, oh, okay. That's something that we must have. We must have heard at least. Like, my God, Howie Mandel, right? Voiced Gizmo. That's huge. Yes, that's we, huge. Right? Yeah, yeah. We forgot. Um. But anyways, so yeah, so. The entire cast kind of goes on to do like other things, right? Like Francis Lee, Polly Holiday is a pearl from that diner TV show. Yep. You know, like Corey wait Felt. a minute, this was after Flow, not before Flow. It's after Flow, but I'm uh, sorry, but I mean a known person. Right. Dick, Dick Miller was in a ton of horror films, right? Uh, for Joe Dante too. Phoebe Cates, obviously. Yeah. Um, Judge Reinhold, obviously. Corey Feldman, obviously. Um, even Hoyt Axton was in was in like Black Beauty and a few other things. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hoyt Axton was in a lot of shit in the eighties. Yeah, no, for sure. Everyone did went on to do things except the stars. That guy, <laughs> like, did like he 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 made a lot of films, but you've never heard of any of them. 
Like this was it for him. He peaked. I I was yeah. thinking about I was thinking about him hard the whole movie. Like I was trying to figure out the thing with him. I like, think he's supposed he I don't think. I think he's supposed to cuz everyone in the town we'll talk about the themes of this movie which I really feel has like a cosmic avenger type of thing here like the gremlins were put there to create balance in a town that's gone it's Gotham. Yeah. Right? It's everyone's that, a fuck everyone's an asshole. But that character, why do they cast that actor with that hair helmet? I the Well, the thing, the hair is the 80s. I can't I don't, The only thing yeah, I can think is yeah. he's a young he's a young Harold Ramis. I think he just like? had Yeah, I think he had an okay look. Um he's cute enough, clean shape, like couldn't grow any hair on his face. The hair is just the 80s. I think the, the I script think, was so bad. His his dialogue was so bad. No, yeah, the the script was terrible, which is crazy because it was written by Christopher this guy Chris Columbus. Um, this guy Chris Columbus who which was funny because um he was supposed to direct uh um the next movie we're talking about he was supposed to direct Christmas Vacation right but him but he hated Chevy Chase so much <laughs> so, so he left cuz John Hughes wrote Christmas Vacation and right. Columbus was his buddy he's like you direct this he's like no him and Chevy Chase fucking hate each other cuz Chevy Chase is a huge piece of shit really yeah. So he left. Always was. Always, always, always was. Yep, always. Yep. So he leaves that, and then Hughes, as like a sorry parting gift, hands him the script to Home Alone. Uh, so then he goes on and directs Home Alone in a few other huge movies. So the guy who directed Gremlins directed Home Alone. No, the guy who wrote Gremlins. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So Chris Columbus started his career as a writer, and then he moved into directing. And he wrote a terrible script for this. Movie. It's not great, and um. So I think this kid is just innocent enough, and I think he's they they needed a kid who was as soft and sensitive as possible to play against all the pieces of shits that we're going to encounter in this film. Included, he's like, he's like an older Elliot from ET. Yeah, like innocent-ish sort of, but and like he's got a, but it's in such contrast to everyone else who like like Dick Miller is a just this big. PTSD racist in this film. It's insane how many times yeah, he says yeah. foreigners or foreign yeah, cars yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's disturbing. Um, and then the gremlins murder him. Uh, all tip. Uh, other than like a couple of people, if it basically attracts is that the gremlins really only murder people who are pieces of shits. Yes. They, ki- they kill the science teacher because he was experimenting on them. There's, there's a lot more going on with the gremlins than just that's like, they're not, well, they're not, they're, no, they're anti-heroes. This is what I'm saying. That's there's a cosmic yeah. Avenger thing. We'll, we'll get into yeah, it. But yeah. um, anyways, yeah. So that I'm watching this cast and I'm just like, yeah, it's all, I'm like, they all did shit except for the star of this film. Um, interesting thing. So this was made uh this film wasn't but pg-13 came about because of this film thanks i remember that because spielberg at spielberg's insistence because the 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 raid pmpa double a had a problem with the violence in it and wanted to keep it whatever a higher rating and spielberg was like angry about that um so i mean maybe it would have made a ton of more money who knows but uh so it was a few months after that that they introduced a pg-13 yeah so Yeah, I remember that, and I and and last night watching it with Lucas in the room, I remember think I remember being like, "Well, that there's there's stuff in here that's too much for him." Oh, did you kick him out of the room, or did you let him watch it? No, no, he he luckily lost interest, started watching his phone, and uh, (laughs) it was fine. That's funny. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a weird. 
it's 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 almost got too many mess too much messaging there's an east versus west thing there's an interesting yeah. thing about like the experimentation part is always like you know tr- you know a delicate subject and it's interesting because apparently they they tried to use monkeys uh to to play the gremlins at one point oh really but um they they abandoned it it says because the test monkeys panicked when made to wear a gremlin head yeah so they were putting fucking gremlin max on, on monkeys yeah <laughs> and then they experiment on these things which of course monkeys are if you no know, next to maybe rabbits the wow. most ex- experimented that's on an, things that's in an history insane yeah insane amount of of amount of like R&D that went into this movie like yeah did considering what they ended up doing was these animatronic puppets that were like the the like the peak of the industry for their time uh that's crazy that that story yeah and that would have been and that and that's you're right where the budget probably would have because it was probably cheaper and then switching to Muppets like you said would have made it that's probably where they hit 11 million right because Puppets back, puppets back then were pretty expensive, but um, still are it, actually. It really, yeah, it really struck. Are, yeah. It really struck me how many articulated puppet faces are in this movie. Yeah, like, there's no see. They didn't like CGI a bunch. Like they didn't fill the no. theater with CGI Muppets. There's a lot of creature work, like dozens, human, dozens. human hands created these. Faces. I mean, look at look at the theater scene. It's full. Yeah. There's like a hundred of them or whatever, yes. right? Like it's, yeah, no, it's insane. And they look okay. Gizmo still looks pretty good to me, actually. He looks great. Totally. It um, holds up. It holds up for sure. I think so too. Yeah. There's, um, like, there's like one scene where it's all um, a stop motion animation where there's like a hundred gremlins walking down the street right. where it looks fucking terrible. Right. Uh, but, but the rest of the movie, it, it's, it's shot like, like, like the, like, Muppets experts, you know, at yeah. shooting puppets had had filmed it. Um, yeah, it, it like it's a Muppets movie except there's murder. Basically, it. yeah, it's a dark, yeah, it's a, it's a horror Muppets movie. Yeah, yeah, and and it's like Steven Spielberg filmed it. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a funny film because it's like it's really problematic. Obviously, it's it's the eighties too, so you, you don't want to like yep. spell check it too much. But yeah, like there's a really strong again that the crazy racist fucking old guy um who nobody corrects right uh i guess he's just because he's got ptsd or because he's a drunk and all, but also yeah. the the movie kind of like vindicates him like like it, like it does kind of suggest that these gremlins came from asia Right, and like it's like an Asian. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Well, right? I mean, I, I yeah, I don't know if it and, that, and that he yeah. probably did encounter them in World War Two, and that the World War Two stories like were true. See that would that would be funny actually if they had a started started out as, as him being like the like a town crier almost, where like I felt like that he was tells these wild stories of encountering these small things. I felt in like the war. A, yeah. The only reason he was there was to justify the existence of the movie like like we didn't just invent this premise this is something that some world war ii veterans actually talked about right well it's this this character was like was like the um the 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 ah what's the word sorry uh when it's when it when it's your video your avatar this character was the avatar for the genesis of this movie right like 
no world war ii veterans would come back and talk about gremlins that would be like they would see them on the airplane wings before the airplane crashed and stuff well but but no well the gremlin 2 came from the plane the world war ii plane or whatever but uh right um yeah yeah i love foo fighters i guess right but yeah i mean but it's um uh yeah maybe but uh, you know it's but again there's this just this strong east versus west vibe and yeah um it's but east turns out to be like like the white like the yeah oh yeah turns out to be the 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 child who gets sunned at the end no and And, well well and and they're there's it's an anti-technology film and they like yeah and they they warn they tell you exactly what's going to happen right yep. like they told you what would happen yep. it's so this is this movie is very much like a fuck around and find out what happens yep. right like yep. that's because he literally they literally like the it's all exposition at the beginning of this film right they tell you exactly what they are what's going to happen if you do this and all that um so then and, and then, then it turns that... into a horror film as you watch people just continually make bad decisions right mm-hmm. so that's why like but they do they go to so much effort to present this town as a really it's dark seemingly no plows anywhere <laughs> um right there are struggling they, they focus on that poor woman and her two kids a, a few times um with really no payoff the only We're apparently it, starving it's just to set it up to show you that like it's this town it's again it's gotham right it's it, like it needs right. a, it needs a course correction so you know, and to me, the Gremlins sort of represented like a check checks and balance in a way. Like it's it's, and as they start destroying the town, it becomes biblical, like uh, Hades or like it's whatever the you know what's the Babylon is who's the strong guy who tears the pillars down in the Bible. Uh, oh, I don't know. You asked me. Yeah, Bible you know, they, they cut his hair. Or, <laughs> it's something to do with his hair. I can't remember his name. Samson. Samson. Yeah. 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 And, but like, or these, t- or any town that like you know is full of sin and evil, and it's like a Samsonites. cleansing. The Gemlins are like a cleansing agent, Babylonians. almost. Yeah, right. So, like that's what I kept reading it as because they really, I mean, they probably would have killed everybody at some point, I guess. But like in the film, they only really show them killing bad people, right? Or people that have done them harm, or you know, our greed, our like all our seven deadly sin people, like the greedy bank woman and the drunken racist. And he was the wicked witch of the West. Yeah. Like, oh, big, like, oh, big time. Yeah. Yeah. Beat for beat. But even off. like, but, but then like, there's this, like, cr- there's this anti capitalist thing too. Right. Cause you have John Dreidhold who's just, I'm going to be a millionaire when he by in a couple of years or whatever. And he's giving Billy shit for not being like him, not, not yeah. valuing money as much or whatever. And, thinks that he can get Phoebe Cates, which is weird, just like fucking uh, 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 the other movie he was in with her. We just we reviewed it, the high school movie. I think Fast Times at Fast Times Richmond High. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, no, I was going to say the the fact that Judge Ryan Holden and Phoebe Cates are both in this yeah. Fast Times at Richmond High connection. And then you throw in Corey Feldman. It's almost like I'm watching like 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 we are the world like it's an all-star collection of 80s people it's almost too much when i'm it feels like they're no yeah they're recognizable i mean feldman wouldn't have been at the time though but it is now so right yeah. now it feels very much like a star wars christmas special where like right famous people just sort of pop in right Hey everybody, it's Corey Feldman. Applause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Because and look, he's, he's being Corey Feldman. He's fighting the gremlins. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and then yeah. he's and then he he ends up in the burbs, being the same 
like right. a combative little shit kid. Like, so it's so funny yeah. how, how it all works. And but, he's that in every one of his films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost Boys, yep, for sure. He's typecasted, man. Um, it's that you know. No what it wonder is. It, he needed it's Michael that Jackson sexy, as a big brother. Sexy, it's that sexy little body of his. The producers couldn't keep their hands off it. Come on, man. Calm sorry, down. sorry, Calm down. sorry. Too soon. Calm down. Um, they only just. I'm mad at him. He fucking he fucked over Corey Haim. Fucked him over. Screwed. What do you screwed, mean? Screwed his best buddy over. What are you talking about? Well, he's talking. He did that documentary. Like his Corey Haim's mom's oh, pissed at him. him. Yeah, him yeah, he sold him. Um. Well, whatever. He I just read that he's. I just read that he's going to open for Limp Bizkit this summer or something on tour. He's still putting out albums now. Oh yeah, yeah. I no, shared I one with you the other day. I don't know if you listened to oh, it. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't listen to it. Oh, my but, God. Uh, no, I know he's still doing his thing. Oh my god. Um. Well, he's got to make. That's the only way he can make money, right? Um. He makes money. <laughs> well, if he's going on tour, he's got to make. They're going to pay him. I guess. Are they? Yeah, I guess. Well, of course they're paying them. <laughs> doing it for I free. guess you're right. No, this, it makes no sense. To I would love. I guess you. Must you know what right. though? Like, I would love to know how much, and I bet it's not fucking very much. Like, Even though, sure, like, are you, are you sure he doesn't have some deal where it's like they just? Let oh, I don't know. Him. You're they right. Just, maybe they just let him, and he pays his own way. Oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe bands have done that before. I wouldn't be surprised. I know bands that have done that. Yeah, like had. Like if you want to, we'll you know we're going to Europe. Come with us, but you got to pay. You got to pay to be the opening band. Maybe he's got some dirt on Fred Durst, right? Like maybe he was there one night when Fred Durst did some really foul shit, right? And and maybe he's like, hey, dude, can you help me out? Because yeah, you know, I would love three grand to talk to a journalist about this night that we partied. Uh, you know who knows what the fuck yeah. Is. Oh, hey, look, yeah, maybe it's yeah, anyway. Good. I went on about this too long. So no, that's fine. Um, but yeah, you're right. So like, it's it's all these. It's only it's it's only that's only to the inference of time because yeah, yeah, back then back then of course they didn't know who uh, Feldman was. But you're right now. It's like oh yeah, it's like who's next? Who's going to pop in next? But how? Um, but, but then those but then those characters disappear before. and Reinhold characters just disappears and even though they yep. go to the bank at one point near the end like that would have been the perfect time to see his dead body. It seemed um, like the location setups were what mattered in this in the first in the early scenes. Like we kept returning to every location that we set up in all these early scenes, but not the characters. From every the- single one, yeah. They go yeah, back yeah. to the bank. They go back to the school. They go back yep. like yeah, yeah. Every single the bar, one. the yeah, bar. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's like oh god the dialogue's so unbelievable like when when he shows up at the bar and he finds out Phoebe Cates is working there and he's like oh you work here too <laughs> like like she, she's his coworker at the bank and he goes to this bar and she works at this bar and he doesn't know that she works there yet like come on man like how did you write that line yeah I, like they're they're we already know they're good friends at least right and so she never would like they yeah and it's and it's it's like clearly not a big town they must both go to this bar right yeah yeah he's obviously a regular there yeah so how is he fucking surprised i don't know anyway anyway, like no it's true no no there there didn't uh, you know i didn't dig into it but yeah there's no chemistry between those two even when he's asking her out on the front porch like there's just nothing there's no magic there at all no 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 i i felt like his character was just the stand-in for the audience and nothing else like he's us yeah 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 and 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 then that in that in that case it makes much more sense but of course we all back then were you know everyone loved phoebe cates and um and we all have a judge reinhold who we hate yep we all probably have a racist uncle for sure we um, have that yeah <laughs> like 
and maybe uh you know and and most of us struggled financially i mean i don't know how many people 100%. i i don't never didn't know anyone whose dad was a traveling inventor guy but and when we get to the um, next movie like that's a that's a big theme i want to get into too so yeah yeah but um yeah it's funny i don't like it's i mean i don't have a ton to say more about it i mean that's it like it's i think some of the themes are obvious and they're fun but i i don't necessarily think this film holds up that much only because i find it problematic um i i think it's like they're trying to they don't necessarily succeed at making at the messaging like they like i feel like they're trying to so they fall short yeah. on so it, to me ultimately it falls short on messaging um the ending is stupid um uh yeah just too problematic you're right not a great the lead guy's not convincing enough um oh and and <laughs> like even though the movie's dark ish and violent ish Phoebe Cates' story about her dad is fucking insane. <laughs> and bullshit. <laughs> Complete bullshit. Like, couldn't happen. Like that, and it the whole movie just comes to a grinding halt. Yes. And I and, remember, I remember as yeah, a child, as yeah. a child being shocked by that story and being moved by it. And like I remember like it, it doesn't really fit. Me. It doesn't fit in this movie. They could have but come it's up with bullshit. They could have come up with anything else. They could have just said her dad left the family on Christmas yeah. Eve, right? Yeah. Uh, like they like just never yes. came back or no, but they come up like with the most horrible fucking thing ever. That's that way couldn't that couldn't possibly happen. Well, I don't know. It, it did happen. It happened in the movie, but it uh, couldn't. <laughs> what did that nobody has a chimney it. large enough for a human to fit that's in. the point jerry nobody. got stuck in it no you couldn't even get stuck in it dude you couldn't put your <laughs> oh, leg I listen, down I, listen it's 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 the movies there's yes. also not gremlin so just you know yes suspend some disbelief for a second okay okay um so it's funny though it's like but they could have come up with anything else but they come up with like the most horrible a thing that like like on the scale of horrible trumps anything that we see in yes, the film yes. by like a hundred yes right like it's true and then even and she doesn't even deliver the lines very well it's like she just says it so yep. blase like matter of fact like she's yep. like she's just giving us facts about what happened not yep. necessarily and then she's like and that's why i hate christmas or it's the second most thing yeah like it's just so yes. yeah it's not she she's mentioned, not she mentioned yeah. once earlier in the film that she, that she hated hates christmas. christmas yeah yeah and yeah. then they have this fucking scene later to explain it and it's 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 like nuclear and what's funny about that scene too if you look while she's telling the story he's not even paying attention he's he's rummaging through something he's like he's got a flashlight or something he's not even looking at her he's like rummaging yeah. through something yeah it's, i was like you're not even paying attention to her um yeah. anyways that's uh, like so yeah it's just this I don't know. It listen. It looks cool. I like the. I like the setting. Right. It's weird. It's like a uh, claustrophobic. Obviously, you feel like this town is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It, there's no outside help coming. Right. So they're very much on their own. It's like yeah. sh the shining. Right. The wintry landscape and, um, you know, it's so I, I like the way it looks. I like the you know it's a. Uh, I like the look of Gizmo still. I think that holds up pretty well. Um, Do you notice all the matte paintings? Yeah. Yeah. It, it felt like Tim Burton -y to me um i i liked i you know i I still think like the be the beginning kind of holds up like i like him sort of yeah uh going through chinatown there and you know finding the thing and all that and yeah getting the warnings you know i think that works pretty well and um but yeah it's uh yeah i mean i yeah i, I think uh, i'm gonna put this one back on the shelf i think I, all right yeah yeah i'm, I'm done with that. who says please be kind and don't ask him to watch <laughs> gremlins again He's good with it. I'm good.
And I, you know, I agree. Um, my thoughts to my thoughts are very similar to yours, actually. Um, things that jumped out about this on rewatching, I forgot how completely about Christmas this movie was. Um, and I forgot how completely Muppety it was. And then I forgot how weird it is that it's also so murdery and very so murdery. Yeah. So like, I, I feel like I'm watching this murdery Muppety movie with a terrible script. So all the non Muppet character, well, some of them are like watchable. Like the dad, like Hoyt Axton is watchable, even though his gimmick just goes on and on and on and kind of gets worse. No, he doesn't. No, no, he does a good. No, he's good. The parents are good. Both parents are good. Yeah, yeah. She's good too. And the um, mom, yeah. at, the mom at first, when I when I see her on the screen, I'm like, okay, why did we cast this woman as mom? Because I think about '80s moms, right? And I talk about '80s moms a lot when we review these '80s movies, and she doesn't really fit any of the previous '80s moms roles that I kind of talked about. And then it kind of comes out later in the movie because as soon as she encounters the gremlins, she starts murdering them. And I'm like, oh, she has a Ripley haircut. She's Ripley. That's why they cast her as Yeah, but Aliens wasn't even out yet. Was it? Alien. Oh, oh, Alien. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Alien, yeah. Right, okay. Um, Um, Well, she she did stuff. I mean, she was the mom in Stand By Me, right? And uh, um, she was also the, I guess, the grandmother? In Back to the Future, yeah, um, she was in Footloose. Tech, she, yeah. she was okay. I don't know. At first, and you know, the script is it's it's weird, but um, she's I, wildly patient with her husband, who clearly doesn't fucking provide. Yeah, and she seems like <laughs> muted to the point of being like sedated at first. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. something's weird with her at first. Like the, her son asks her, "Are you okay? Like is something wrong?" And she's like, "No, I'm just like this is a sad movie or whatever." Um. But she's just like weird. <laughs> um, but then, but then she's all like, as soon as the gremlins show up, she starts murdering them violently. <laughs> um, it was the uh, apparently it was for when they were doing previews or something. The studio had a problem with all the violence, but it was that microwave scene that that troubled them the most. Apparently, yeah, yeah. it's pretty. It's pretty. It's so, but I mean, she, I mean, the first one she does in the blender, and she doesn't even realize like they haven't even done anything totally evil yet. Like they haven't even, she doesn't know they killed anybody yet. But well, that's but, true. That's but true. The, well, one, the one, the one has its head in the blender, and she just presses. Blend well, she gets the her. phone call. Billy calls her. Oh, just get out of the house. Just get out of the house. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think she's she's figuring something's not right. Yeah. But she treats it like like a rat infestation. Like like I, I wish they had like given her some a little bit of backstory. Um, yeah, I, I think we. You're right. We need a bit more setup there that she is yeah. maybe not repressed, but you know, been been the she, si- She's been the silent, passive person, and probably gets. She probably like she. Pro- I, it would have been good to see her like out in town, and everyone. I bet people just give her a hard time all the time, right? Or, 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 or like giving people shit yeah. about giving her husband a hard time. No, like, no, no. But saying nothing. I mean, like yeah. keeping it, repressing it, shoving it down, so that when she does go let loose on the gremlins, it makes a bit more sense because she's got all this pent up fucking rage, right? Yep. Yeah, I bet every time she goes out, someone has a snide comment about her loser husband or yeah, or, yeah. or crazy husband or crackpot yeah. or something, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's used to defending, them. right? Um, but yeah. Uh but anyway, my other, I like, I, I, I felt like the script was 
the cheap and and the celebrity the celebrity loading of the film um kind of built it up uh kind well, of but, but that's through 2023 eyes though it's not it wasn't celebrity yeah, loading back i know then. Yeah, uh, yeah true true i guess um but either you're a Phoebe Cates or you're not a Phoebe Cates. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think she's objectively attractive. I don't even want to call her a woman, a girl. <laughs> I guess that. But um, anyway, we, she's the one who went on to she married she married she married like a trillionaire, right? Isn't yeah, that's we, right. She we required. Talked to, we she talked re- about that last time. Retired yeah. from acting and just yeah. married like a really rich dude. Some yeah. tech tech billionaire guy. Yeah. yeah. Good for her. <clears throat> and she looks great still. She looks great. Okay. Anyway, so what do you what say ye? I say, yeah, no, I I didn't enjoy it. I thought if if I saw this as a new movie, I would have thought it was cheap crap, um, made to like draw kids in, but like uh, probably bad for them if they watch it. So <clears throat> I, I don't. I have no memory, and I guess I wouldn't have been age. It wouldn't have been age appropriate. But I have, yeah, I have no memory of seeing it in the theater and i think because i was only eight at the time i probably just wouldn't have been able to right yeah i don't know if i saw it in the theater i feel like i did but i probably didn't i probably saw it like on vhs it would have been i think mine would have been vhs yeah yeah probably but most likely maybe at a birthday party the next year after it after it went out of theaters but um i didn't go out that fast back it's just one of those movies too i think like just sort of took over right because it was so uh, it was very commercial. I remember being very commercial, right? Like yeah, it's yeah. It, like Gizmo, like it, it had sellable, it had products, <laughs> right? In it, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, Anyways. I'm gonna say drum roll, please. Yes. Be kind. Don't ask me to watch Gremlins again. Uh, I, 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 I thought I'd watch it with, with my son, and and um, it'd be fun, and maybe it'd, maybe he'd become a Gremlins fan, um, mm. and, and um. I was like, yeah, I don't need this. It's no good. Uh, I, w- there are there are better new things in the world, mm. um, and it's yeah. There's lots of reason to feel nostalgic nostalgic about it, and it and it holds up in a lot of ways. There's a lot of great work for character creation in it. If you're a fan of that kind of thing, mm-hmm. I do recommend it. But um, overall, um, yeah, I don't need it anymore. Yeah, yeah, me too. All right. Okay, well, up next, uh, what I would definitely call a traditional Christmas film, and it's even in the title, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, a big one. Uh, released yeah. it, and it actually was released over Christmas, uh, December 1st, well, December 1st, 1989, the end of the, the, end of the 80s, uh, directed by a, a fella named Jeremiah S. Chechik, or Chechik, who would go on to do Benny and June and not much else, Canadian, actually, and he, wouldn't, he would go on to do Benny and June and not much else. Yes. Like I said earlier, it was supposed to be Chris Columbus, but he hated him and Chevy Chase hate each other. Uh, written by John Hughes. It was based on a short story by his, which I didn't know that, actually. Um, I can't imagine this being a short story, but... Um, Let's just space it. It was probably directed by Chevy Chase. Yeah, that's probably exactly what happened. And and at that point, Hughes just didn't give a shit. Yeah. Um, starring, of course, Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, Randy Quaid, uh, Juliet Lewis, and Johnny Galecki. Um just a batshit crazy cast now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Chevy Chase is just fucked. Beverly D'Angelo went a little wacko. Randy Quaid is far-right crazy person. Juliet Lewis. Juliet Lewis joined Scientology. Um, and I mean, I guess Galecki's, I guess, the most well-adjusted. He certainly made the most money. I bet he's made more money than Chevy Chase by now off of uh, his TV show. Sure. 
Yeah. Yeah, probably right. It's the number one show for a while. Anyways, uh, made 73 million. It cost 25 to make. Um, again, kind of had a release problem. So it, it how much it, has it made since? I wonder. Uh, I will look that up in a second. So it, uh, December 1st, it was number one for one week only. Um, it actually dethroned Back to the Future Part Two. Wow. Uh, well, from, from the top it, of the box office. So, it, but, but only by like, looks like 20 grand or something like wow. it just just barely beat out back to the future part two which had only been out three weeks at that point mm. um and then uh was taken out of the top spot the following week by the war of the roses um bear but did that, bear... did that win best picture no no war of the roses is that uh uh michael douglas uh it was nominated for a bunch yeah. of Oscars. Uh, Lampoons only dropped twenty one percent. That's that's pretty good. Uh, and but then it would take top spot again for the next two weeks because now you're into Christmas, right? So right. it's uh, it would go on to dominate the rest of December. And its only competition actually Christmas week was Tango and Cash. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice release timing. I, that would have been awesome. I don't I don't think I saw that theater, but that would have been amazing. No, I did not see that. Tango and Cash in the Theater would have yeah. been amazing. Um, yeah. Anyway, so it did okay money-wise. And um, all time, it says, uh, well, it's 71. That's it. I think if you ask people. 71 mil. If you ask people of our generation, all time, 71 mil. What? Yeah. Well, I did. It, well, it never had an international release. Uh, okay. It, that's about, that's That's box office. I mean, like. I mean, like streaming numbers. Oh, yeah. Oh, numbers. It just runs every year now. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. the total profit of this film. Oh, yeah. No, who knows? Yeah, I'm sure it's, it looked that up probably. But yeah, no, it's, uh, it's probably like Avatar money by now because, like, I, I feel like for our generation, this is the Christmas movie. If you ask people, I would of, say this our, or Scrooge. I think this or Scrooge would probably, um, I think you're right. You probably you probably I get feel more. Like we you, love Scrooge, but this is more popular than Scrooge. I think you would get. Well, it's funny because remember we had this conversation about it, Bill Murray versus Chevy Chase, right? We had this right. exact we had this exact conversation and just the type of people they are and how that that reflects in the characters they play, right? And um, it's and and it's and it, remember I quoted it was Tarantino who said he like prefers Chevy Chase because he's a dick all the way through. He's the same all the way through. He doesn't learn any lessons. He, right. he, he never plays redemptive characters. Well, Bill Murray always starts out as a dick in all of his films and ends up a nice guy at the end, right. which is totally true of Scrooge and National Lampoon's Year of Vacation, Christmas Vacation. Yeah, right. Chase doesn't change one bit. No, no. Uh, but no. and then Bill Murray completely changes in Scrooge, obviously. But that's the point of that that fable right the yes the the uh what's the a, a christmas story no yes. uh a christmas carol sorry christmas carol. yeah yeah um what's the point of that story yeah but um anyways charles dickens, charles dickens yeah um a couple of nice uh supporting roles from brian doyle murray who of course bill murray's, bill murray's brother uh and uh was with chevy chase and uh caddyshack and uh yeah, he was in a lot of great 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 films. always played the great little side characters right yeah. um and uh for you seinfeld fans julia louis dreyfus of course plays the uptight uh ocd neighbor and <laughs> just fucking it was some pretty funny they're pretty funny the couple next door but funny. um 
Yeah, and of course, like I told you, Chris Columbus was supposed to direct it, but he uh, hated Chevy Chase. So, yeah, pretty problematic cast. And and uh, I saw this movie in the theater. I remember going to see it with my brother, and I think my cousin was there. Um, I remember, uh, I think this movie, if you don't let outside influences affect you, like how much... Randy Quaid is a fucking crazy, insane person oh, now. Oh my god! Oh my god! But like, but like, dangerously so, right? Yeah. Like, not, not fun, crazy. Oh, no, he's fucked up. Yeah, like really bad, right? Yeah. And how Chevy Chase has just only burned bridges his entire career. Yeah. Um. To this day, like, I just he was on Mark. He was on Mark Maron. He was on Mark Maron about a month ago, a month and a half ago. And like the preamble, Maron was saying, like his wife has to be with him on interviews because there's only certain questions you're allowed to ask him. Yeah, you can't be any of that stuff. And yeah, that's like one, that's he, one he, thing. He, he's one monitored thing basically. Stern, yeah. yeah, one thing that Howard Stern like really, I think, revealed, <laughs> uh, like like had a like like a a career long feud with Chevy Chase because like touched on this like decades ago like mm-hmm. his his crazy ego and his crazy desire to control every detail of what people say about him mm-hmm. and how he's interviewed and portrayed um and it's still to this day happening i remember like 20 years ago listening to howard stern talk about chevy chase this way and playing clips of of calls with him and his wife coming on the fucking conversations on Howard Stern right and still to this fucking day it's crazy like he like he's a a dark, dark soul in my yeah, opinion, in my estimation. He is. Yep, yeah, for sure. It's it started like it goes all the way back, right? On Saturday Night Live, they complained about him. Uh, he was difficult. Uh, in every movie he's been on, there's a difficult Chevy Chase story. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, you know, a recent more famous thing is him and Harmon on Community, right? Just Community. fucking hating each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so it's it, it just goes on. He just can't. You're right. He can't. Whatever demons he has, he can't fucking chase them or outrun them. So, um, but. He also just happens to be a just a naturally funny, gifted person, right? Like he he is a funny guy. He's yeah. funny. Um, it's one note for sure. Like there's not much difference between Fletch and and Clark Griswold, really. But yeah. um, he's just a he's a, he is he truly is just a funny guy. And that's what I'm saying. Like so, if you're able to like forget that you know Juliet Lewis is a Scientology fucking crazy person, um, and that D'Angelo went a little wacky, and if you're if you can separate all that shit from it this movie is still scene for scene a really fucking funny film yes i think so like i still like it's still funny to me when i watch it i don't maybe i don't laugh out loud anymore but like it's like each scene is to me there's like it there's a ton of jokes in this film also real script yeah it's very oh no it's very great well because john hughes wrote it like that's what he's known for also just stories that you've heard people telling about their own families yeah every fucking every fucking amazing joke in this movie there's only like every yeah it's jammed full of jokes this every scene there's a joke like john hughes is just it's just this is like a joke machine and it's funny because you're right. It is so grounded. And re- Even the Christmas lights thing is like, it's I remember being young and going to like some neighborhoods and houses looked like that. Maybe not yes. like, but like, like the overindulgent 
Christmas decorating thing is not a fan. That's not a fantasy, right? That's a real thing. And that everybody yeah. knows the confusion of extension cords <laughs> and power bars. Oh, and light the, switches, uh, light switches that turn off fuses in your house. No, the the rat's nest of lights. Yes. Right? When he pulls it out of the box, yes. like, oh yeah, how many hours have we spent, you know, untangling yes. fucking lights and ropes and whatever? Yeah, hundred like, percent. So and like, it's it's. But it's it's almost like a Saturday Night Live thing where like they take something real and then just add a touch of exact like they exaggerate just yeah. a touch like yeah. his his tangled ball of lights is obviously not like it's yes it's a little too tangled it's a but joke. It's, it's a prop it, yeah. that's the but that's the bit the tree he gets right like you yeah. wouldn't get you just wouldn't but we've yeah. all had a tree that was too big but you wouldn't get yeah. one that's fucking the size of your house. Um, uh the, sli- they, the the sliding down the slope thing right which is and, obviously not yeah and you're right but i want to i want to i want to add uh, and, and i wanted to add uh the the when the ladder collapses in in fast motion oh yeah for sure that's real yeah yeah but yeah. also then they sprinkle in these little touching fucking realistic moments to to like ground it again like like after everybody goes to sleep on the first night of the christmas lights um, you know, section. Um, he's out, he's, still working on. He's it. alone on yeah. the top of the ladder in yeah. silence. Yeah, and that's it. Like, there's yeah. no gag. It, it's completely dark. He's yep. alone. Like, and you feel it. You feel like, fuck. You know. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, it's it's so grounded throughout, even though it's goofy and over the top throughout. It's it's great, great balance. Um, yeah, and they all play their parts very well um yes you know d'angelo's great as the wife right uh yes. she's she's like the perfect the perfect human to marry clark someone like clark Giswold. yes right like just gr- keeps him grounded because you could tell he's all, all always ready to go off a cliff right yep. but she always she's like a good checks and balance for him um the kids are good they're fine um it's like a Brian Dole Murray, right, is great as his boss. Those scenes at work are yes. some of my favorite, actually, right? Like the mug, the present bit, where yep. he keeps getting his, the name wrong bit. Like yep. those, I love the scenes of him at work. One uh, note, but fantastic. And you could tell he's riffing. You could tell he's just ad-libbing, right? Like when he's yeah. on the phone and he's and he's and he hangs up and he's like, and he picks it back up and he goes, I'll real tool, you retool you. And he hangs it up again. Like, it's just ridiculous and stupid, but you could, and you could tell he's just coming up with it. Like and they're just keeping it. It's awesome. Yeah, and like it, and then of course they they you know get those great neighbors, which are the opposite of the Gris- Griswolds, yes. right? Who are are a little dirty, a little whatever, a little rougher. They're total yuppies. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So you know they play off against each other, and there's some funny bits right between those guys, of course. Um, and uh, and but, but but every yeah, but every scene, I mean, they go shopping, and they have the girl behind the counter bit. They go shopping later and they have the dog food bit where he's piling on those massive bags like they have yep. you're right like props right like you said yep. like they every scene is a fucking bit is a joke and it's just like joke 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 yep. joke joke it's like you, yep. it's it's frantic in a way so when they do those scenes like you were talking about where he's alone at night still working on the lights there's a scene where they're kind of just panning around the house and everyone's it's like you know when like you get to the middle of the day on a holiday and people are you're tired um it's the afternoon yeah right so like one kid's just watching tv on the couch the mom's like clipping coupons or something like right they right they do that panorama around the house and you can yep. see clark like tr- his head starting to spin he's kind of like he's like you need something to do and quiet moments of the holidays right like yep. we all have those lazy afternoons and yep. 
so you're capture right those yeah and those you know juxtapose so well and then of course we don't you know all it's all setting us up for the chaos which is coming with cousin eddie as soon as he arrives and then the insane ending right with the cops fucking the SWAT team coming through the house. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the ending is the weakest part of the film and and, and it kind of just all well, the parts it, that I really remember are before the ending. <laughs> well, I remember the ending, but you're right. Yeah. It's a, it's abrupt. It's um it's it might I don't know. It's kind of it's a weird thing, right? It's to weird. like to go to a kidnapping and then a SWAT team yeah. invasion of your home and yeah. um and, it, the bo- and the boss having his coming to Jesus moment in the yep. dining room. Oh, Realizes yeah. on the spot he's been wrong yeah. this whole time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, I don't, it's a weird thing to focus on, I think. But like, I always had a problem with the fact that like, the pool was only $1,500. And he, and he needed the bonus check. Otherwise, for like, there was just, and, and like, lived, there was no, a, like, yeah, right? He lives like, in a fucking mansion. Yeah, he lives yeah. in a pretty good house, supports yeah. a family. She doesn't work. He's just, like he he's a hot obviously an executive a big company yeah he, he invents cool shit right that he varnish works and the all that company obviously he yeah needs, I guess he needs to go find a better company to work sure, right he's a, like if that's the case he's definitely because yeah if he's relying on a Christmas bonus for t- to fifteen hundred dollars then um that always but, that was always weird for me but yeah. but I want to say this is the brilliance of this script because they write into it something that is so intrinsic about almost everybody watching this movie at Christmas, which is financial insecurity, right? Like he's stressed about money through this whole fucking Christmas Christmas movie. And that is a fucking very normal Christmas thing for like, like a lot. Like I think this is, that's part of the reason this movie is so beloved. Why people relate with it so much. Why people feel like Clark Griswold stands in for them because he's worried about being able to afford his life after Christmas the way most of us are <laughs> sure i mean it's on a different level like he's worried yeah. about having an extravagant yeah. pool in his backyard but yeah um it, but you work re- it in and he's still also able to financially support an entire other family at christmas time sure. that he's showed up on his yeah he's obviously got a lot more money than i do throughout it yeah no you're right still, i mean they still work in financial insecurity it really it had right it, it really just sort of they just that's just really more leaning into is like he's the ultimate family man yeah right they even make a line like the, his buddy says to it what are you gonna spend with that money or something he's like spend on yourself and he's like You're me heck- yeah yeah he's like me heck no i'm gonna right you know do something for my family right so it's, yeah. it's all for his family so that's yeah, yeah. the stress i think comes from the fact of not maybe the the financial part of it but just the letting his family down part right yep um so yeah, it's uh, like I said. If you're able, to, if you're able to separate all the nonsense, the outside stuff, then yeah, I mean, I think this movie holds up pretty well. Like it's, sure. um, cousin Eddie's just kind of funny. I don't know. He just says stupid shit. He's, he's hilarious. He's kind of funny in it. Um, he's got some great lines. Um, the turkey scene obviously is a famous one, and there's great stuff in that, and mm-hmm. the chaos with the snot, the dog, and um. Yeah, like yeah. I, it, like you know, like they all have like each person kind of has their moments, right? Like Juliet Lewis has like you know her couple of scenes where she's great, and Johnny Galecki's Russ there, uh, you know, has a couple of good scenes, especially with the old with when his grandparents show up there, and uh, it kind of reminded me of Sixteen Candles a little bit actually. But um, yeah, that's totally reminiscent. That's yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, but. Uh, yeah, like I said, it kind of and and listen, he owns this character, right? Like that's he that's this is his franchise. So yeah. I mean, he's 
you know, he knows Cl who Clark Griswold is and he, he just plays it really well. And, you know, I think they surround him with just like, you know, a good, good supporting cast. The writing is great. John Hughes, obviously is a great writer. You're right. He writes real people really well. Um, there's a couple of odd fantastical things like when he fires off down the hill on that slide, like kind of weird. Um, yeah. He goes like super speed or whatever. Kind of like sticks out from the rest of the film, doesn't it? Right. They but, do uh, like slapsticky, three stoogesy kind of stuff like that a couple of times. Like when the ladder comes down really fast, when the, when the, when well, the that's his bit. That was his thing fast. on Saturday Live, right? He was always yeah. the clumsy, falling downstairs, hitting doors. And like, yeah, the, 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 the stumble bum. Yeah. The yeah. attic scene, you're right. Or when he's flipping through the magazine and he's getting stuck on all the, the sap. On yep. his fingers from the tree, from trimming the tree, and uh, there's so much just slapstick yeah. humor and physical humor too. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've I've seen this movie a lot. Uh, Kevin loved it, so we for sure had to watch. She watched it all year. It didn't have to be Christmas. Yeah. Um. So I've seen this movie a lot. Um. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I you know I won't seek it out, but if it's on, I might watch it for a few minutes. You know what I mean? I don't think yeah. I would like purposely sit down and watch it from start to finish, but I, so I don't know what category that puts it in. Um, <laughs> I don't necessarily care if I never see it again. I mean, I, I feel like I could recite the whole movie to you right now. Like I feel like I've seen it enough that I could probably do yeah, that. Yeah, but pretty close. But if if a couple of Christmases go by and you haven't watched it and you, you see it on TV, yep. would you feel that twinge? Like, oh, I haven't seen this in a while. No, no. Like I said, if it was on, I would probably watch it for a bit, but I don't think I would like. Oh, I haven't seen that movie in a while. I'm gonna go home tonight and watch Christmas Vacation. Right. Like I probably wouldn't do that. Right. But if it was on, I would watch it probably. Yeah. Right. For at least for a few minutes, anyways. Yeah. Right. So whatever okay. that is. Okay, that's a please rewind, Steve. Okay. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna count that as a <laughs> I'm gonna mark you down. Even though the cast is all fucking crazy movies. Yeah, you can't support them, even though I, I don't mind them making money from this movie because this movie is so it's great. It 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 is and it is just scene after scene after scene after scene. Uh, you're right, gag after gag after gag after gag, but also like real moment after real moment after real moment. And specifically for our generation, um, like it it pulls in so much. Your parents, your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, your your old family movies of of like their older times. Um, well, it oh, it definitely it like really leans into on purpose, obviously by design. Yeah, like nostalgia. Like there's there's that nice scene where he's stuck in the attic and he finds yes. the old reels, and that that uh, uh, Ray Charles song comes on, and it's a really yeah. long scene, and I and it's it's silent. It's yep. like a char it's like a Charlie Chaplin performance. It brings the whole tone of the movie down. It focuses you as a viewer completely. It it like it brings you down to a level and and then it then it it delivers after all this comedy that that he does silently and and getting you getting him stuck in this in this situation kind of cleverly kind of cutely um and it delivers this super emotional sentimental black and white film of his childhood christmas that is done so brilliantly because there is no de-aging at this time, right? And if, yeah. it, if it was made now, all these actors would have been in it de-aged. But right. instead, you have the same actors with, like, wigs on. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. they're shot in grainy black and white. Yeah. And 
and they're wearing uh, like outfits from the era of the film, and it works totally fucking works. You you don't hesitate for a moment thinking, oh, that's younger Uncle Lewis, and that's younger Aunt. What's her name, Shirley? I don't remember the aunt's name. Um, but um, uh, like like brilliant stuff and Chevy. It's che- like there's so much of this movie is just Chevy on his own. Like yeah, there are so yeah, many yeah. scenes. Yeah, so many scenes where it's just him. That scene's or- funny too because they just like throw cold water on it, right? It just like she she yeah pulls the, the chain. Of it is funny. As heck, she pulls yeah. the chain on the door and just it that that's just boom. Just instantly you're like yeah it's yeah like, a lot of scenes douses the yeah end with an abrupt abrupt note like that um it's 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 a, it's a brilliant kind of writing and they do some call it's funny though how they like do call back some of the stuff like because like even the the sledding scene ends really quickly but then later on you got eddie later it on out, eddie picks pulls up it out of the garbage yeah yeah amazing callback he just stares yeah. at it for because like, we'd all forgotten seconds. about that at yeah, that yeah. point yeah yeah, yeah yeah but there it is in the garbage because the night before it happened and so they throw it in the garbage by this like yeah it, it's real it's grounded in that in so many ways like that yeah. um and I and I thought like by the time you get to like the third act, and I feel like the third act starts after the dinner scene, after the turkey scene, when Uncle Lewis goes into the living room and burns down the Christmas tree. Right. Uh, and, and then Chevy Chase comes in and he and he fucking snaps. He's like, "This is the last fucking straw." I also felt like, "Wow, another huge thing just happened to this film," and I am exhausted from all of the things that happened in this film by this point, right? I feel Chevy Chase's... Oh, the, the forces working against him are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel it, yeah. though. Like, yeah. The, yeah. it works. It's it's all on the screen. It all happens to you like it happens to Chevy Chase, right? Yep, yep. And the holidays do. Like, if you do... If you've, if you've ever experienced these family get-together holidays where people come and stay from out of town, like, so much of it is so fucking real um yeah oh yeah well, you're, you're worried about people getting along you're worried uncle, about like, uncle lewis yeah. burns down your tree and he's like i think it's a fucking improvement uh, personally right and like you would have dug that tree out of the fucking ground because you forgot you forgot your saw like like it's so real um oh yeah that's the thing we forget too like we forget because it's the very first scene we forget what he yeah what he went through to get that tree the exhausting journey of that tree yeah how much work he put into it the offense of uncle lewis is not minor it's huge well and even and then another time when the lights finally go on and the one grandpa says the something lights aren't twinkling like yeah yeah, like after all that yeah thanks for noticing thanks for pointing it out yeah 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 yeah. uh so it's like you're right and then like finally they sit down for dinner and they fucked up the turkey. Yeah. Like nothing he's done up to this point. Right. It's always, it was, it's it always an outside influence. Yeah. Yeah. Sister-in-law fucking yeah. the turkey. I right. knew I put it in too early. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. and uncle, he's got, he's like, why are you crying? He's got that funny line. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then he kind of, so finally they get over that and they move on. Then the dog fucking destroys everything. Cause there's a squirrel in the tree. And it's just yeah. like, it's all this stuff out of his control. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But all stuff that you've heard somebody say happened to them at their family Christmas at one point. Like Kevin's had Rottweilers yep. who one Christmas jumped on the counter and ate the entire ham. Yep. Absolutely. Years ago, she was small. Like, not a true story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. 
I've, so, I've I've had bulldogs that done that have done similar things. Nothing, yeah, nothing, yeah, nothing on an important on an important occasion like that. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's also fucking real. Like the Bupkis hounds. Like the, the reason the Christmas story is so is so powerful and permeating because it's so real. But this is like the '80s version of that. It's so grounded, so real, and so funny, and 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 goes on and on. It's it's full of so much. Um. Anyway, um. This might be my favorite Christmas movie. This is might it? be the yeah. the one that I want to see the most every year. Um, the most that one like the one that gets me into the spirit every year. Mm-hmm. It, I I will say that as time goes on, it becomes more of a sad like note. Um, it it becomes more about nostalgia. It becomes more about missing the past. Like it becomes more like I feel more and more like Clark Griswold watching his old family movies and crying because, you know, like like the entire mission of trying to make it what you want it to be today is to try to restore that feeling you felt. Right. But what but what they're but what they also tell you, though, is that that's not real that's a facade right because he's watching a black and white video which isn't real like he learned like his dad has the line about i took a lot of jack daniels right remember he's like how did you do it like he's like when memory's at his wits end he's like how the fuck did you do it he's like i was drunk basically (laughs) like so like even that so his memories of the perfect christmases aren't are are, you know tainted right there's are complicated any so yeah you're right it's like i see what you're saying but it's but but you're clinging on to something that you know just yeah. yeah but it's but but like the holidays like this movie makes me think about uh everyone that i miss yeah. and and it makes me wish like it like that 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 clark griswold family dinner table mm-hmm. is really the ideal like it's a like it's it's kind of an ideal that doesn't exist for for most people and for some people who are lucky enough to still to still have that kind of world um oh, i don't i've never sat at a table like that it's yeah. it's rare it's a rare it's a rare wonderful thing it's yep. an ideal yeah and uh and it and it and it yeah it's it, there's a melancholy there's a heaviness a sadness to it like uh like wow like it, it would be nice to 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 have that um yeah but, well that's um, kind of what it was you know and that isn't well it really leans into like ultimately what it's supposed to be about right right spending time with friends and family and right hosting the holidays and it's right. like it's it's not this is not a, a raw raw capitalist film right it's nope. it's you know a, a sort of screwing over the little guy but ultimately they're going to be fine because they have each other and, and it's you know, about yeah, the human yeah. it's about the human condition yeah for sure just dressed um, up in, in you know buffoonery and whatever but yeah but that's but, but again that's that's what john hughes does so well i mean like it's for sure that's just what he for does sure. right so we have john hughes to thank uh for the amazing writing we have chevy chase and a great cast to thank for amazing performances and i i bet we have chevy chase to thank for amazing direction yeah oh i'm uh, sure i have no doubt yep yep Yep. Um, but I'm absolutely joining you in in, in saying please rewind. Um, uh, this is um it, it, you know, it's a probably a, a close tie between this and a Christmas story. I love them both. I, I think they're both kind of perfect and um both like so um sentimental and and, uh, and awesome uh, pieces of, of film. Um 
I'm a sucker for these Christmas movies. And it's a, it's amazing how this episode has really um, made me realize that. Cause I don't think of myself that way so much, but um, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure I am. And uh, I enjoyed this episode. I think this might be my favorite. Uh, rewatch both these films. Um, oh, right on. You know, even though I didn't recommend gremlins, yep. I really enjoyed the rewatch and I really enjoyed um, like remembering it, um, seeing it through new eyes and remembering it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I I see the era differently after after rewatching that and through new eyes. So um, it's funny. My favorites are I still well, I, I like the sixties and seventies stuff. I like the Charlie Brown Christmas. I like the Rod- Rudolph. Uh, I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. I, I like I like I like the sixties Grinch, like the animated Grinch. Yep. Um, yep. Those are like those are the ones I do watch every year. I enjoy. I still enjoy those. They're my favorites. Like Year Without Santa Claus. Remember that fucking crazy one with the guy with yep. the flame hair? Yeah. Um, like. I lo- I really like those. I still I like uh, one I saw on TV today. Frosty Rudolph's Christmas in amazing. July. Yeah, it's a good one too. Yeah. Um, like a more current thing. I I still I I really like a Nightmare Before Christmas. I really like that. Um, it's a I, that's a weird one for me. I yeah, think it's I a like cool, it. I think it's a cool film, but I I get bored. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. I think uh, I think I'd probably I do like I don't know. I kind of like Scrooge. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's. Uh, I don't know where Christmas vacation ranks for me, but well, I, I don't know. We both like it. That's we both like enough. it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. good enough. Enough. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool, so, man. Good well, picks, audience. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Um. Uh, we didn't settle the diehard thing, but who cares? Uh, next year. Next we'll year. Settle it next it, year. People are. I'm like. I. It's not like if it was eighty twenty. You know, I would say fine, whatever. But it's really fifty fifty, man. Yeah. Like people when you you're, pull, you're right. like yeah. it's it's a weird thing. But um, listen, we're gonna uh, we're gonna take a little break here for the holidays, folks. So enjoy the holidays. Uh, we'll be back in January. But um, with our reviews for Aquaman too. Yeah, we could do that. Um, <laughs> um or whatever. And um but we'll be Please. back. So everyone have a safe and happy holiday. For sure. And uh yeah, Merry we will Christmas. Be, we happy will Hanukkah. Along. Yeah, whatever, Kwanzaa, whatever whatever and whatever how, you how you celebrate, whatever you happy celebrate. Holidays to you. Peace um peace uh, around the world. Peace in the Middle East. Gaza Gaza ceasefire, please. Um uh, please, please. You know, please. Please. <laughs> please. Um and uh, whatever else, and yeah, please have a safe and happy holiday. And again, if you if you're lucky enough and be, can help somebody, uh, please do so. But, Take care of your family. Call your mom. Say Merry Christmas or whatever holiday you're celebrating. Call your mom. Call your mom. <laughs>